1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Michelle Blood, Michelle's creator of Evasion products and seminars. Her mystical success events have been held in 16 countries and she is an author as well. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Thank you, Roman. Lovely to be here.
1: Thanks for coming on. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today?
0: Well, talk about absolutely perfect. Talk about a savage experience. (laughs) I can give you a savage, very unique experience that's really very, very different. And um, what happened to me was I was a rock singer in Australia for most of my life. My first appearance on television, I was only about five. And I loved my life. I loved what I did wrote songs had a great band you know had quite a few different bands until i got the one with all the right perfect people we were together for quite a few years built up a huge audience started recording records and we're getting quite good success and some interest internationally and um did videos rock videos and i loved my life even though it was a hard savage life if you've ever if anyone has ever been in a rock band You can't even imagine what it's like. Even Michael Hutchins from In Excess said to me, you are so brave. I don't know many women who travel all over Australia. And I said, well, Chrissy, Chrissy Hines from, you know, she does. (laughs) So, you know, from the Divinals. And, you know, she was a great lady. She's left the body now. But anyway, so pretty tough life. Because you drive miles to go to each city in between, and you never know how rough the crowd's going to be until you really get it to where we were getting it between two and four thousand people a night, sometimes six thousand people, just depending on the size of the venue. You know, it can be really rough, you know, bottles thrown at you and everything. So, a very savage experience. But when you are doing what you absolutely love to do, you, you know, you do it, you just do it, you do whatever it takes, you don't care. And so we were really, really on the pinnacle of some international success as well and being signed overseas. When on the way home from a very long drive from a gig, 12 hours, the driver fell asleep at the wheel and he hit a telephone pole. And as the passenger, a lot of the musical equipment went into, you know, burst through my chair. And I had, I won't even go into all the injuries, but just humongous injuries savage injuries so to speak and I was in the hospital for many many months many many long operations and I was told I probably wouldn't walk again but if I did you know every operation they would say if you can if you get through this well this will happen you'll have this limitation this leg will be a bit shorter than the other and I just you know being in not just emotional pain but physical agony I couldn't imagine not you know dancing and doing all my crazy stuff on stage cartwheels and all the stuff I used to do jumping on speakers and um so I felt suicidal I was like oh god if I can't be dancing and doing all the stuff I do I don't know what to do so some people that knew me uh could see this and they knew that it wasn't my usual vibration I was usually really really focused very strong-willed and um very very happy person loved what I did very focused and so they started giving me books and tapes and I would never read any of the books I couldn't actually lift my arms up properly to even do that so they started putting on tapes and then a very very weird thing happened I was listening to this tape they put on from Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich which had nothing to do with a female rock singer in Australia but something in that tape got to me when they talked about how Napoleon Hill used auto-suggestion affirmations to heal his son. He would go into his little infant son, this is like in the late 20s, his infant son's room, 1920s, (laughs) and he would say, you know, you can hear properly, you are a great man, you're positive, you're wonderful. By the time that little kid was five and in kindergarten, he had 30% of his hearing. And he went on to be this great, successful, entrepreneurial, positive, wonderfully motivational person in the hearing aid industry and got 100% of his hearing back because he really made sure that they did research into hearing aids. I mean, the son of Napoleon Hill. So I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. I've got nothing to lose. I'm just lying here. So he said, you've got to do an affirmation. You've got to go beyond your doubting mind and you've got to you know, say something that you can believe is the truth because you've got to emotionalize it. If you don't emotionalize it, the doubting mind will just say, well, that's not true. That's BS. Let's just forget that. So I started doing some affirmations. My first one was, I am healed. I thought, oh, that's a perfect affirmation because it's totally not true, but it's what I want to have happen. (laughs) And I love myself. I am my friend. I totally wasn't because I felt suicidal and depressed. So I thought, oh my God, Roman. I thought I've got the perfect affirmation. It's absolute BS, but this is what he said to do. I am healed. I know I am. I love myself. I am my friend. I kept saying it over and over. After two days, and this is the reason why people give up on positive thinking so quickly, is... What happened was I just said, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. It doesn't work. I know it's not the truth. The doctors are coming in. They're still giving me all these talks and haven't even had the last operation yet. But then two days later, I had this epiphany. I'm a singer-songwriter. I mean, I'd even written jingles sometimes for advertising agencies. You can't get a jingle out of your head even if you want to. That's why parents, you know, teachers realise that ABC singing the ABCs, kids remember it. And that's why advertising agencies don't spend millions but billions a year on famous songs because they know once you're associated with that song, so is their product. So that's how I started musivation and Affirmation. That's how I became healed. And that's how uh, my journey really began.
1: Yeah, I think that that's uh, obviously a crazy story. Like you said, and I think that Affirmation portion is so important and so relevant. I mean, they've done, obviously, experiments with like plants in terms of saying negative and positive things. And the negative one obviously dies and the positive one keeps growing and growing. So I think people hearing positivity and affirming what what they want to do and who they want to become, I think that builds you up. And obviously, the subconscious and the mind is a powerful thing, and that's highly influential to it
0: hundred percent. Absolutely.
1: So what's one thing that uh, you have as a motivation? What motivates you in 2020?
0: Well, it's not that I have motivation. It's sort of gone beyond that into a transformation of a, a purpose, a journey to all of the things that happened to me. I teach all of the experiences that I had, working all over the world with so many amazing you know very very famous authors and having them say to me you know this is really really simple and like Bob Proctor he said this is when he first worked with me he said I didn't even want a singer Nate and the promoter said you've got to have her the audience loves it the affirmations really work through this pop music and even though he didn't want me to do an event with him in Sydney in halfway through the evening, he came backstage and he just said, look, this is what I've been teaching all of my life. My adult life is auto-suggestion, but to do it through music, you don't need to emotionalize it. It just goes straight into your subconscious mind. He said, this is a whole brain experience. This is brilliant. And he said, I want to work with you all over the world. I want to write songs with you. I want to get this out to the world. We ended up you know, doing so many audio programs, New Paradigms, Be Your Perfect Weight, I'm a Magnet to Money, from a song I'd written long before I met him, which has had about 3 million downloads worldwide, the Magnet to Money song, affirmation song, and people having so many great results. I decided to go deeper. Something, when you fill your mind with such positivity and it has implanted itself into your subconscious mind, you become a different person because your frequency, Your vibratory frequency is faster. It's a faster speed. You change, you transform. The old you, the old doubting mind has gone. Positive, creative thoughts come in. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You can't stop being creative. Writing, no matter who you are, writing books, creating websites, creating, I mean, I've seen people creating this dentist who's part of what we call the mystical experience. He's created these amazing inventions that are so healthy and clean. I mean, inventions and the creativity that are coming through our membership from all over the world, from people from all walks of life is just insanely brilliant because it all comes from the higher self, the divine higher self. So my purpose and my motivation, if you care to call it motivation, because I don't need to be motivated, it's just part of me now in every moment is for other people to awaken, to awaken, to begin to meditate, to awaken to their true higher self. It's not about religion. It's about something that's actual actual fact, that we are these advanced spiritual beings in a low evolution until we begin to transform. And that's why with everything that's gone on in 2020, it's been a transformative year, even though it may look negative, like my car accident may have looked negative. But things that shock people or that change people's awareness transforms the entire consciousness of the globe. And it it happens person by person. So my purpose every day is person by person to relieve suffering in any way that we can, even if it's just helping someone out with money or gifting them something or helping them uh, to learn how to meditate or transmitting light to them or teaching them how to transmit light or to... You know just motivate people to not just be motivated and pumped up but transformed
1: yeah that's awesome and it's kind of getting or reaching that level of clarity and, and focus and i think something similar is when you surround yourself with the right kind of people that constantly kind of help you or looking to succeed like you're succeeding constantly driven that kind of like evokes and kind of oozes to you. But if you're super positive and you surround your people uh, around with people that constantly kind of bring you down or, or tell you you're bad or not smart or whatever, and you can be the smartest person, eventually that will kind of mentally break you down.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Don't be around. You know, people put themselves down enough. You don't need other people. Don't listen to other people. People only judge and compare and put other people down because they're scared. They're in fear. We've got to have compassion for them, not judge them. But this is what I say in a book, one of the books that I've written about different levels of consciousness. You can't go and swim right into the middle of the ocean with huge waves unless you're an athlete, unless you've learnt how to do it. Otherwise, you'll drown and so will the person you're trying to save. Become a strong swimmer yourself first. And, of course, that's a metaphor. Everyone knows that. (laughs) And then you can get out there and assist other people. But if you find that, you know, you're going into the lion's den and you say, I'm not afraid of the lions, and you see they're hungry, and you're like, oh, shit, I better run for my life now. (laughs) So it's good to strengthen yourself first. And if you find that you're still, you know, you feel like you're being drained if people are negative around you, you have to do everything you can to do something positive every day to make those people happy. Not be around them too much. Don't swim into the deep end. But if they're your loved ones, you're not just going to let them, you know, leave you. Maybe one of them's your child and they're negative. You do something every day to uplift others and to make them feel good. That strengthens you more than running away. So don't run away, but don't swim into the deep end.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's one of those things like you mentioned, learning how to swim first, I think, really important when uh, people um, that have kind of uh, people-focused businesses or just in general, people that want to help, people that have experienced what they're in first. So, you know, someone that has experienced loss, uh, illness, things of that nature, and they can connect with their audience really well. Because I think, you know, on podcasts and in general, sharing people's, you know, vulnerabilities is what makes us human. A lot of people don't want to kind of dwell of you know, what their imperfections are, but I think that's actually what makes us unique and our experiences, you know, good, bad, or otherwise are what helps us connect to other people and helps other people. If we share that story to get through those things as well.
0: That is so absolutely uh, spot on, on point, a hundred percent, because that is what it's all about. I mean, you get it. That's wonderful. No wonder you've got a great podcast.
1: Yeah, I think, well, personally, I I think in my 20s, I was kind of chasing more, um, you know, titles and shiny things. And then I switched over to a mindset of leaving a legacy and more empathy. And also through the experiences of my 20s into my 30s, building up my emotional IQ, which has really helped me understand people, where they're coming from, and in terms of communication and relationships as well.
0: Emotional IQ, I like that. Is that yours?
1: I think it's out there, but it's it's just one of those things where, I mean, it's a soft skill. So, I mean, personally, I can hire anyone and if they have the willingness to do so, teach them a skill set. But it's hard to teach, you know, empathy. It's hard to teach people connecting on an emotional level and understanding others and what they're going through. So, it's out there, um, the, the, the terminology, but I mean, I use it a lot and touch on it a lot as well.
0: Yeah, because I feel why you were so spot on is when people can be mature enough emotionally to say, okay, I know I've got these weaknesses and I know I want to change. I want to transform. I want to make more money. I want to be of purpose. I want to be of service. I just want to feel good about myself. I want to lose weight, no matter what it is. If they can not ignore their weaknesses, but say, okay, this is a weakness, I have to change my mindset. I have to, if I'm not persistent and I'm going to write a book but I don't do it, I'm going to stay on a really great healthy diet and work out every day and I'm not doing it, well, that means I've got to change that part of my mindset. I've got to go beyond my doubting mind, my mind that is just kept saying, oh, don't do it today, you know, I've got to go beyond that, I've got to take action and my willpower doesn't seem to be enough and the reason that person's willpower isn't enough because that particular weakness, say, for example, if it's persistence, not fulfilling something. And the, these sort of people have found in the past the only way they are motivated is by, you know, their paycheck. And with everything that's happened recently, a lot of people haven't had a paycheck and they've had to reinvent themselves and work out what they can do. I know a, a piano teacher who's starting to teach online and she hadn't even wouldn't have even thought of that before. And now she's got many, many more students from all over the world rather than just that one little piano school that she was teaching at for years. So, I mean, people can reinvent themselves if they can find their weaknesses and say, okay, I'm going to strengthen that. First of all, I have to strengthen it in my mindset because, oh, all these motivational speakers will say to me, just do it. Just do it every day. And after 30 days, the habit. But if they haven't got the frequency yet, that vibration, well, then it's not going to happen. They have to have that frequency, that vibration change in their mindset. That's why One of the favourite songs that I wrote with Bob Proctor actually is Persistence because you listen to that song over and over and before you know it, you can't help yourself. I've seen seen people saying, Michelle, I just don't even know what happened. Before I knew it, I was up and I was doing jumping jacks. I was cleaning the kitchen. I was making my husband some breakfast. I never do that (laughs) because they were persistent and it's got all the positive lyrics in it so that they end up singing along to it and it becomes part of their new paradigm.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen in yourself as a weakness in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today?
0: Oh gosh, there were so many things. I mean, I think fear is the biggest weakness. And I think I I always uh, allowed myself to just jump over the fear and just jumped in I just was one of those people anyway. Another weakness was I always wanted to do what anybody told me to do so that the harmony, so, you know, there'd be peace at any price. And I realised as I was waking up within my spirit, as my Kundalini was awakening, um, that that was not serving other people and it wasn't serving me. We have can't be full of shit and we can't be full of being too nice just to be nice anyway. We, if we haven't got something nice to say to somebody, don't say anything at all because, you know, just understand that if you're not, in res- if you're not resonating with someone, well, that's probably not the, the right person to work with or to be with. We don't have to be nasty to people and we don't have to become victims by always doing, you know, I used to always do whatever my sister said. That was my weakness because I wanted her to be happy and she was a very angry person. And that doesn't help anybody. You have to stand up for yourself, still, still be polite, but be brave and strong. You don't be nasty to people. But that, I think, was my biggest weakness, which I definitely overcome through meditation.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, it's okay and important to say no a lot of the time because you become stretched thin and those no's may lead to bigger yeses in the future.
0: Yeah, and those people that just have taken you for granted – they, they're not going to be able to. Th- they don't think about you later when you've said no. They don't go. Well, how could they do that to me? They've always been able to babysit. They don't think about that. They're busy. They've got kids. They just go and get another babysitter. <laughs> they don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional?
0: Well, I think everything is personal. Because everyone, you know, no matter what they're doing in life, it's personal. You, people say, oh, business is business. No, it's not. Everything is personal. And so when we realize this, I think the greatest thing that you can do in your life is to, to understand that, yes, it is personal. And what other people think of you doesn't matter. What you think of you matters. It is personal. It's your personal experience. You came into this planet, you know, most of us with no teeth and no hair. Most of us leave the planet the same way unless you've had a really good dentist. (laughs) So it's a good job to just really be yourself and to do what your spirit tells you to do, not what other people. Don't ask other people's opinions unless they're really, really a person of great um, professional success in that particular area and they're willing to give you some advice. I mean, you can find any advice on Google or YouTube these days. Because most people, if it's just family and friends, they will immediately become in fear if you want to change your life. So they'll immediately say, oh, no, don't buy the restaurant. It won't work. <laughs> Stay an accountant forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think when people kind of dissuade you from doing something and you know that to be a passion or truth, oftentimes they're saying it from you know their own kind of insecurity position where maybe they had something you wanted to focus or do, but they never did. And it's kind of, if I can't do it, you can't do it either in a way. And a lot of the time, like the things that aren't comfortable, people are always going to kind of point you to the safe path, not necessarily the one that's kind of right for you as well.
0: Exactly. And I think with what's happened in the world since the lockdown, I mean, even if people are listening to this way later, I pray that they everything has unlocked completely. You know, there is no safety net it's all in the mind there's nothing safe in this world this world is forever changing you know we're supposed to feel vulnerable because that makes us more aware so that we can change things and grow in spirituality and strength in courage in you know with a heart that's not going to worry about what other people think that you're going to step forward and do what you know you need to do to you know like if anyone has ever been in that sort of fight or flight type of situation they understand it is not a negative to look at what's the worst scenario that could happen it's a good thing so that you can face all your fears and then just go ahead and step forward anyway with as much knowledge as you can and as much experience and as much study as you can.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, that vulnerability and letting yourself kind of feel like you're not going to grow unless you put yourself in that situation or that position. And I think uh, kind of the death of innovation or growth is complacency. So if you stay in that kind of rut, and if you don't obviously change the way you think, or the things around you, you're never going to get to that kind of proverbial place that you you're looking to get.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm going to give everyone a really simple tip. It is so crazy simple and it works so well. It's just two tips. If that is that okay? We've got time, Raymond? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, the first one is if you can do 21 days of no complaining, your life will change 380 million degrees. It will absolutely spin you out. And the way you do it is the moment you hear yourself complaining – You stop halfway through, even if you're talking to someone, just say, oh, don't, never mind, it's not important. Because when someone's complaining, it just means they're in fear and they want to mask the fear. So if they ask themselves the question, what am I afraid of losing that I've got? Or what am I afraid of not getting that I want? If you can face what it is, because people are only complaining to mask fear, to mask their own weaknesses, their own shadow side. It will make you feel better because people are great. They don't want to complain about other people and they usually feel like shits later. It usually brings their energy down. They might have a a quick shift of energy. Oh, I've judged. I've been complaining. I feel good. And then later, because most people, as I said, are pretty nice, they're like, oh, God, I feel bad. But instead of feeling bad, they'll go and mask it by doing something that's not for their highest good or eating some crap food or something <laughs> or complaining some more but um, or interrupting. If you can stop interrupting when people speak to you, that's another good one. And another one that is absolutely mind-blowingly simple, and I don't know why more, more people don't do it, is every night before you go to sleep, write down six things that you are going to do the next day. You write it down and you make sure you do those things. And in fact, Roman, I've given your wonderful listeners a gift, which includes um, something Bob Proctor and I did that helps you learn how to focus on your intention and your goals and how to break down those goals and how to do a daily list that is very, very simple and it will really change your life. So could I share that with everyone? Yeah, sure. Well, what it is, it's... I've rewritten my very first book I wrote and it's called The Magic of Affirmation Power and it's an e-book and in that e-book I've given your listeners uh, links to an amazing program that Bob Proctor and I did called Turbocharged Goal Setting and Action Planner and also some of our favourite and most potent affirmation songs and also a great visualisation, magnetic visualisation, a video on how to practice meditation for those who want to go deeper. And all they've got to do is go to MichelleBlood.com forward slash digital savage experience. And Michelle Blood is spelled M I C H E L E, not two L's, B L O O D.com forward slash digital savage experience. <laughs> I love the name of your show.
1: Thank you. That's that's awesome. I really appreciate that. And thank you for stopping by. So how can the audience find you as well? Uh, other things you may have going on, different things you may be focusing on now?
0: Well, I think the best thing to do is just go to themysticalexperience.com. You can watch some videos there and find out, you know, watch videos from people from all walks of life who Never, ever thought that they'd be interested in meditation or doing something that would change their life. But even if you're not interested in meditation, if you want to transform and you found that you can't do it on your own, uh, be part of something that is very, very powerful that will assist you with great entrepreneurs, great spiritually minded people and really, really fun people.
1: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by.
0: Thank you, Roman.